قال كذلك الله يحكم ما يشاء إذا قضى أمرا فإنما يقول له كن فيكون صدق الله صدق الله العظيم. Chairman and my dear children, I know that topic that has been uh, announced to you is quite an amusing topic that coming to a Muslim conference of young men and women and talking about Christmas has anything gone wrong with Angadida is not right in his head. <laughs> but I don't think that anything has gone wrong yet. You see, last Friday I was at the East London Mosque and um, there were a lot of young boys and girls, Westerners, Christians, white people. They were visiting the Masjid in East London, the one right on the main road, some chapel road or something like that, the big Masjid. And uh, after showing them around, the guy took him to a small room and he was going to answer their questions. So they invited me and one of the questions the students, the Christians, asked, do you Muslims celebrate Christmas? So I said yes, and I said no. I said yes, in the sense that Christmas is a public holiday. <laughs> like in my country, always around Christmas time, about four days holiday we have. Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and then some other days towards the weekend, we have about four days holiday almost every year. So, as it's an occasion for us, we go and arrange our weddings, meet our friends, our relations, and we have a jolly good time. Not like you think drinking and dancing, but in an innocent way, we have a good time. Thank you very much for giving us these four days, you know, that our do that. So, from that angle, I said, we do celebrate Christmas. But, we do not commemorate the birthday of Jesus on this day, on the 25th of December. Because, he said, Jesus Christ was not born on the 25th of December. If we knew his exact date of birth, as we commemorate Milad, the birthday of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, as a why should we not celebrate the birthday of Jesus? Don't we believe in him? Don't we? We do. Why are you afraid to say yes? <laughs> we do believe in Jesus Christ as one of the mightiest messengers of God, as the Messiah, the Messiah. We believe in his miraculous birth, we believe in his many miracles, including those of giving life to the dead by God's permission, of giving those born blind and the lepers by God's permission. If you say you don't believe in Jesus, you are not a Muslim. So, since we believe in him, and if you knew his date of birth, why should we not commemorate Christmas, the birth of Christ? But since the 25th of December is not his birthday, it is actually the birthday of the pagan God. See, the sun god, not the son of God in universal forms. It is the birth of the sun god. I said, you see, according to the Quran and the Bible, Jesus Christ was not born on the 25th of December. According to the Quran and the Bible. In the Bible we are told that when Jesus was born, the shepherds were out in the field with their flocks at night. And Palestine is in the northern hemisphere. In winter, in midwinter, 25th of December, it is as cold as Merry England. So, if the shepherds were out in the field in midwinter, like this, in the field, the shepherds would freeze to death and the sheep would freeze to death. 
So, if the shepherds were out in the field, it would not have been in the summer. Number one. Number two, the Holy Quran tells us that when Jesus was born, Mary, his mother, she had retired to a remote place in the east. And when the child was born, what was her telling her that there is a river here, wash yourself, refresh yourself, and get hold of a palm leaf and pull towards herself and shake it, and it will let fall fresh, ripe dates. Dates, adieu. It will let fall. So, when will you have fresh, ripe dates on palm trees that you can shake them down? In summer, midsummer, not midwinter. <laughs> so, from the Islamic authority, we know it could not be December, and with the Christian authority, we know that it was not December. So, you are commemorating the birth of a sun god, not the son of God. See the primitive man in this northern region, in the Mediterranean region, as winter approached, you could see the sun going backward and backward in the southern hemisphere, receding from them, receding. And day by day it started getting colder and colder, 20th of December, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, it's getting colder and colder, and they personified this as the devil trying to swallow the sun. The happenings in the heavens, astronomically, that the devil was swallowing the sun, and by the beauty they felt, they would see the primitive man, they would see a little different variation in temperature, they would feel and relate to some other happening. As you see, now the, uh, the, the prince of darkness, the devil, has been overcome by the sun, and the sun is reborn, it is born again. The sun coming back into its own 20, 26, 27, getting warmer and warmer and warmer. So 25th of December was the turn of the tide in the heavens. So the sun is being born. Sun, the sun. Not the son of God. So this is a pagan holiday. The pagans had a holiday. And since the Christians came on the scene, they saw that these people were commemorating around that day. So they adopted that day and they started celebrating Christmas. If we really knew, I said we would have no hesitation in commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ. But 25th of December is not. I read this verse to you from the Holy Quran, from Surah Ali Ibrahim. Chapter 3, verse 47. Where when the good news was given to Maryam about the birth of the Holy Son, she said, She says, Oh my Lord, how shall I have a son when no man has touched me? So the angel says in reply, Even so, Allah prays what he wills. Whenever he decrees a matter, he merely says to be and it is. This is the Muslim concept of the Buddha. This is. You know that the good news was given, and Mary carried the child for nine months, according to this Bashara, and the child was born. Now, there is an eternal. Confrontation between the Muslims and the Christians. Allah reminds about this. In the Holy Quran, it says, That the Jews and the Christians will never, never be satisfied with you, O Muslim, unless you follow the brand of religion. Either you opt out if you want peace, become Christian. 
or change the it's one of the, there is no satisfaction otherwise. You want to become a Jew or a Christian. The Jew says you follow. For example, religious, if the Jews have been thrown in the house, they are not prepared to convert you. They don't want anybody other than the Jew. They have made the religion a racial religion. You have to be born a Jew to be a Jew. They only want political recognition. You recognize that they are entitled to Palestine and just peace with them if you want peace that way. Give in. Give in. Say, look, Palestine is first, their great grandfathers even had it at one time, and they are come to take back their inheritance if you want peace with them. They say, this is the only thing they want now political recognition. They don't want to convert you. You are Gentiles. Hebrew, Goyim, means filthy, dirty, unclean people, impure people. They don't want you. Keep out. Keep out. Judaism is a racial preserve. The Christian is knocking at our door. And he is making life miserable for our people all over the world. There are at the present moment 42,000 American crusaders in the world. Americans alone. Out of the world, 70,000 missionaries, not priests. Pastors or ministers of the church? No. These are the crusaders. There are 70,000 out of them, 42,000, 60% are Americans. And they are raising the dust throughout the world. In Pakistan, in Bangladesh, in Indonesia, in Africa, wherever they look, they are raising the dust. Telling us that you Muslims are going to hell. There is only one way for you to go to heaven is they say, Allah tells us, وَقَالُوا and they say, لَنْ يَرْبُلَ الْجَنَّةَ إِلَّا مَنْ كَانَ عَبُدَنَا مَسَعَى That you Muslims will never, never enter Jannah. There is no heaven for you. إِلَّا except مَنْ كَانَ عَبُدَنَا مَسَعَى Unless you are a Jew or unless you become a Christian. In answer to that, Allah says, تِلْكَ أَمَانِيُّهُمْ That this is their wishful thinking, vain desires, hallucination. Fully tell them, ha, Google ha. Produce your evidence, your proof. Your certificate that entitles you to Jannah and destines us to Jannah for health. Let's have a look at the certificate. Full heart in the in the which has given the truth. Let us have a look at your proof. Your certificate. And they have produced it. The certificate in 2000 different languages. The Bible. Says that my Bible says this, my Bible says that. My Bible says this, my Bible says that. You want to solve it? This is proof. Allah says, when Allah commands us to demand proof, it presupposes that the proof is produced, you will be able to analyze it. Otherwise, it makes no sense. So they have produced the proof and they present it through the Bible, knocking at our doors, telling us that we are going to hell. In our own homes, they eat our, they drink our tea, they eat our samosas and our bhajas and our pusistas and our jalebis and they are sending us to hell. And we are sitting tired, sitting ducks for these people because we have no knowledge of how to give battle, how to defend yourself. We have no knowledge. We are good Muslims maybe. You know, we know how to pray, we know how to make wudu, how many sunnah, how many nafil, how many wajib in the, in the wudu, that we know. 
Do you know what said uh, the length of the beard, how long it should, should be, whether the mustache should be shaved or trimmed? That we know, all that we know. But we don't know how to give battles to these guys who are talking about the law, the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Dutch Reformed Churches, the Seventh-day Adventists, the Anglicans, the Lutherans, the Methodists, they're all trying to make inroads into the community. And your presence here in this country, most of you seem to be like foreign. You are not all beautiful. Maybe half a dozen of you. Maybe one here. But the bulk of you coming from Malaysia, Indonesia, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nigeria, wherever, they are all foreigners in this country. And you are making their mouths water. You, you, you. <laughs> you think I'm joking? Huh? You think I'm joking? <laughs> you see, these are the publications. I don't know whether you have come across them. Islam comes to Britain. Beautiful production. Beautiful. This is a picture of the Regent's Park Mosque, the Central Mosque in London. I showed it this to Dr. Hohan, the director. I said, You see this? Islam comes to Britain. He said, That's our mosque. I said, Yes, but you didn't bring this. You didn't bring this. I said, It's a Christian thing. What for? They are trying to terrify the people that Islam is coming to Britain. Now these people are going to make inroads into our society, do something, change them before they change us. Before we change them, they must change us. Then the Canadians from Canada, they had a society, a body called International Crusaders. Crusaders, you know the Mujahid of Crusaders. You know, die, 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 you know, you want to go and deliver the message. They are crusaders. They want to do crusades. In the early days, they had the crusade, you know, we fought it out with them. But now, there is another type of intellectual crusade. They want to wage against our people. And they have come all the way from Canada and they made their headquarters in Birmingham. Why Birmingham? I didn't know. You see, about three or four times, twice or thrice, I have come here before. Where does Union make? And I didn't know at that time that Birmingham was the center of England, more or less. And it was the second largest city in the UK. That also I didn't know. So they, they have transported the, the this thing, headquarters to Birmingham. And Birmingham, they're saying something here. So what is making the mouth water? You know, you make your mouth water when you're very hungry and you smell burning meat. What happens to you? You know, your mouth starts watering when you're hungry. So it's making the Christian's mouth water. It says here, our strategy, the strategy of the international crusaders. So our goal is to field an English speaking team to Birmingham to work amidst the 25,000 Bengali Muslims. At least. Bengali Muslims, 25,000, I don't know, there's so many Bengali Muslims in Birmingham. So they say, and then we have Pakistanis, and Hindustanis, and Malaysians, and all in Birmingham. Expatriates, people that come to eat living, poor people, illiterate people, ignorant people, they are Muslims by name, all of us. So, is there God is God's opportunity for them. They change their title from international crusaders to international team. So you might you get part of that. If there's a crusader, this once more again. You know the old story comes to mind. He says, no, 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 no. So they change the title to team, international team. They no longer they tell you why they change it. 
how to catch the fish. They know that the fish is easy to catch as a team, international team, maybe football team, maybe tennis team, maybe what, basketball team, team. It is, it is a team. But no more to say. And they're knocking at the door. And they're telling the people, look, we are very fortunate in this day and age. These people are coming to our doors. These students, these laborers, these businessmen, they are coming to our doors, to our country. So it's making our task easy for us. Three years, five, it is five, fifty years. He says, you know, we have to go to their countries, in the east, in the orient. We have to go to Indonesia, to Malaysia, to India, to Pakistan, Bangladesh, this name didn't exist, but those territories, you know what we are talking about. Thousands of miles away from home. Away from the home base. Now, we can work from the home base. We can sleep with our wife and children. And in the morning we can get out and we buy the customers around us. They are there. They can, and they can work till late in the evening and back home in the evening they can sleep with the wife and children. Right, prior to this, 5,000 miles away, 10,000 miles away, away from the home base. Now they can go work from the home base. You make that easy for them. Number two, it's a cultural piece. These people are backward people. You know, when we went to Malaysia, Indonesia, India, Bangladesh, when we went in privilege, the guy welcomes us, but they sit on the floor on the grass mat. The flies are passing all around. And the smoke is coming from the kitchen, the stove, the open stove. And we're smarting our eyes. The eye is watering, the nose is watering. And we have to talk to the fellow. No more, no more. Actually, this guy is prepared to receive us with your sofa and kursi. Huh? And the dining room table and the chair. You can give them tea and cakes. Or sitting. No more on the ground. Culturally, you are now prepared to receive the message. Number two. Number three, he said previously we have to learn the language of the native. Wherever we went, we got to Bangladesh. We must learn Bengali to talk to the Bengali. When we went to Indonesia, we have to learn Indonesian to talk to the Indonesian. When we went to Northwest, we had to learn Pushtu to talk to the Pathan. When we went to the Atapath, we had to learn Urdu. Wherever we went, we had to learn the language of the natives. No more. These guys, they are not learning our language. Aren't you? You can't do without that. You have to learn this language. So we are already prepared to receive the message. He doesn't have to learn your language. You have already learned this. Linguistically, you are not prepared to receive the message. No? Number four. Is it previously if we could go to an individual in any villages in any of these countries, name, he becomes a sore tongue in the community. Everybody sees him as that buddies that when they're accosted, murder, tapir. You know, you feel like strangling him, no? Your own brother, your cousin, your nephew, your relation, he's become a murder, a tapir. How do you feel? So you feel like the whole, whole community, the whole community, the village, the town, everybody is activated against him. You don't like him, you don't want to see him, you don't want to kill him, murder him. You feel it, you feel it, your child is lost. But you go to hell now. He's become an apostate. He's not cursing, abusing, and swearing over the knee. How do you feel? But now, no more. 
We have 60 million! And in the 60 million, we can easily absorb these guys now. You, 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 you. Easily absorb solid. Number five. So previously, the domes, don't even have the domes, they can do many about it, but they're not happy. Because they are creating a potential which probably never mixed. In Pakistan, in the Punjab, there are certain places in the Punjab where they have, the, the Christians are in the majority. They have converted more Pakistanis into Christianity since independence than in the previous hundred years of British rule. They have converted more Bangladeshis into Christianity since independence than in the previous hundred years of British rule. Fifteen million Indonesians have been converted already into Christianity. And by the turn of the century, they want to make Indonesia a Christian nation. And there's every chance that it's going to happen. The way things are moving. Everything is in the favor of the Christians. It's a loaded thing against the Muslims. We were boasting at one time, we the biggest country, Muslim country in the world, the biggest Islamic Muslim population in the world, Indonesia. I said, it's not what happens today, not what happens. Your 100 million, 140 million is rubbish. Ready like grass, cut and ready to be burned. 140 million, not what happens. This is what has happened. So, but the government's life in Pakistan is not happy. So, Yahya, Zia, Zia, General Zia, he can do nothing. I don't know who's ruling in Bangladesh, but go for it, he can do nothing. He's a missionarist. But in his heart of heart, they are not happy. But here, change the people, convert them, and the government is happy, absorb them. Always, let them come, when they come, absorb them. We can make them into wine, we have bigger market. For our wine industry. We have more big eaters from now on. We have more tablets, more promiscuous people. You know? so, yeah, we want to make them all of our own. It can happen. We really need it. Things will happen. When you tie a horse to a donkey, we are gold. When you tie a horse to the donkey, the horse can't bray like a donkey. But we have a saying that it lifts up his head. It tries to imitate the donkey. That horse is weak. You know, try to imitate like white, try to behave like him, you know, the standards are known. Oh, this is what we want to make them wine cheaper. So, five points against us because of you here. It's a colonial language, culturally, from every point of view. Ah, you are ready for harvesting. So, what are we to do? You can't. Isolate yourself, you can't insulate yourself. You say, no, 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 we want to no, keep out, nobody can accept it. No. You can't help it as you it is in your body, it's in your bones. The guy comes and knocks at your door. You can't say, foot side, get away, rubbish, I don't want to talk to you. No, you say, I, I can defend myself. And our sisters also say, no, we know Islam is in the right and we can defend ourselves. Against what? You see, previously, they had some systems of attacking Islam and the Prophet. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had told me why. He brings the religion at the point of the soul. means he forced Islam down people's throats. And they don't accept Islam top of your head. They said the Quran was copied by our Nabi from the Jews and the Christians. This was the type of thing that they did. And he didn't gather much money. No confidence. They have changed their tactics. Different, different tactics. Today now, they have learned new methods. Now they come to you. This is what's happening in my country, I'm sure. They're trying the same things with you here because they plan, master plans. How to do the job, power. Now they come to us 
This is, you know, Jesus Christ was one of the mightiest messengers of God. How will you respond? What do you say? He said, yes, he did. He was one of the mightiest messengers of God. He says, you know, Jesus was the Masih, the Messiah. Masih Allah, translated Christ. Christ is a translation of the Hebrew word Messiah. Arabic, Masih. Jesus is the Masih Allah. Is Allah's Messiah, Masih. What do you say? What do you say? You agree? Of course. You can't say no, Allah says so. Masih is the son of Maryam. Masih Jesus the son of Mary. You can't say no. So you said, you know, Jesus is Masih Allah. You said yes. Is Muhammad Masih Allah? You see? You say no, he's Rasulullah. He Jesus is also Rasulullah. He's Masih Allah and Rasulullah. Your prophet is only so in your mind, you feel love, he's inferior to Jesus. Yes, this is not, he's only talking to you, I'm telling you, Jesus is Masihullah, and your prophet is Rasulullah. Right? Right. So, Jesus is Rasul and Masih. Your prophet is only Rasul. That's something there. This is, you know, Jesus Christ was born miraculously, without any male intervention. I quoted you yesterday. He said, No, 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 we believe that. That he was born without any human intervention. Was Muhammad so born? Was he? I'm telling you, was he born without a father? No. So, you see, Jesus is superior to Muhammad. Muhammad said, Born like anybody else. Our Jesus was born without a father. So his father is God. Somebody you must have a father. If you have got an earthly father, you got a heavenly father. He says, you know Jesus. He came back to the dead. What do you say? Yes. Yes. Did Muhammad give life to the dead? No. He said, well, Jesus gave by God's permission. Did Muhammad give life to the dead by God's permission? Did he? He said, not that I know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know the Hadith is so well. Where is your prophet Muhammad now? This is the buried in Madina. Said so perhaps his bones are rotted in the grave. Say so no, we believe it's Hayatul Nabi, the living prophet. Not physically, but physically maybe. So maybe. Where is Jesus? Resting in heaven. He's coming back. Yes. God must have that purpose in doing this. Don't you think so? When you make Kurbani, you don't sacrifice the animal, but you leave the You look for an animal without blemish, horns not broken, ear not cut, not blind, not limping, no. Perfect animal. Is that what you look for? Sheep, goat, or cow, or camel, huh? So if God Almighty wants to make a sacrifice for this creation, to redeem mankind from their sins, would he look for second best? Would he talk about Would he? No. Why would you look for second death? Do you look for second death? She cooked up. No. Why would God look for second death? Come on, argue. Argue with the girl. You will come on second death. Do you know why? Because this is not your field. The alley is not his field. We don't blame him. See, he never did this sort of thing. He has been learning things. What are they learning is teaching you about the Salat, Sunnah, Wajib, Nafil, how many rakats and this and how and how you stand and how you don't. Everything he can tell you. That's what he studied and he teaches that. But, but he didn't learn this. 
Now find the answer. Go on, look for answers. They want answers. This is what he's telling you. And we're using our children. In South Africa, we be happy here too. In my country, for every one boy we are losing, we're losing three girls to Christianity. Find answers. Now you get the answer. I don't know if you do you know, but it's like you know, marshmallow in your mouth, let in your mouth. You know, let the nice sweet meat for meat, like sweet meat, you know, the Pakistanis meat. Nice and soft, in your mouth, it melts in your mouth. Like Turkish delight. You know, halwa, halwa. That's the word. You will really, really put it in your mouth. I know you all like it. Everybody likes it. It was a little injection and said, now your job is done. The last few were a year at least. No. I want you to earn that. There is a book. That book is Christ in Islam. Christ in Islam. Absolutely free. Absolutely free to Muslims as well as non-Muslims. Christ in Islam. Have you got them ready? You get them from Birmingham, number 20 Green Lane, you have established Islamic propagation center international, you start from Durban, you got a branch here in Birmingham, and the book is available. You get all the answers. <laughs> I know you like me to put the letter in your mouth now. No, you have to learn the learn. You know, you're getting things too easy. The Muslims are getting things too easy. We offer you the Quran. The Holy Quran, this encyclopedia of nearly 2,000 pages, actually 1,920 pages, with Arabic text translation and commentary, with a, a comprehensive index, five pounds. Five pounds. There is no book in the UK you can buy an encyclopedia of this magnitude for five pounds. Get it. It's everything on your fingers. What you want to know about Islam, about Jesus, open jail, everything about Jesus, you mind. You want to know about marriage, you want to know about divorce, you want to know about heaven, you want to know about hell. What do you want to know? You want to know about creation. In this age when everybody is talking about the theory of evolution, so where do we stand? What does the Quran say? Open up creation, creation of man, creation of heaven and earth. Read it, what Allah says. Everything on your fingertips. And how much? Five pounds. And in my country, I offer it to you. That if you can't afford it, do your charge. You can't afford it, write and tell us why we should give you one but nothing. But in Britain, I can't imagine people here, they say they can't afford it. A man wrote to me, to South Africa, and he cried to me. You know what he said? He said, I am unemployed, and I've got half a dozen children, and I can't afford the Quran. And I felt pity for the man, my heart bled for him. Then I realized all of a sudden that these guys are living on the road. And the more children have, more income you get. <laughs> and I remember that I went to my people a few years back when I came. I went to Preston, I went to Bolton, and my people, people coming from my village in India, speaking my mother tongue, relations of mine, they take me home, and they will feed me, they will give me tea and cakes. And I'm asking in my language, I said, Mata, what do you bring? They don't know that speak for us. He said, I'm right. They were so hard for me to eat his food, drink his tea. That means I'm. I'm poor man, poor man, I'm eating this food, good food at that. 
and three and eight. Everywhere I go, what you doing? Is that unemployed? What you doing? Unemployed. Ooh, I want to go. Then my brother said, "Me, I said, I don't this because you me like this. You know, I don't do everything." Said, "No, no, no, Mota is calling me, you brother." Said, "Don't worry, you know, on this door we are paying to send money, and I'm running the car also on the door." More children we have. The more money you get, so don't tell me you can't afford it here. In my country, I don't think they can't afford it. But you don't tell me you can't afford it. So I think you know again, entertainment people. Actually, you like to entertain. Every time I come here, I'm young people they relish it. They say, Ah, I'm going to be like this here. You can give us some entertainment. I would rather. Stop there, this gentleman, and allow you, my children, to ask questions. If you have any, this man, this guy talks like this. Therefore, I says that. How do we meet this objection of this boy Islam? Oh, this attack on Islam. How do we defend ourselves? I feel that I would be happier doing that on this occasion of Christmas about Christmas. How you can take advantage of every little thing. Easter comes along, talk about crucifixion. Is it, you know what's the occasion? Talk about that. Christmas comes along, the birth of Jesus. Start talking to him about Christmas. He wants to know about Christmas. Will we celebrate? Is it look man like this, like that? But you know how Christmas came about? Brainwashing, programming him, telling him that this is a pagan holiday, man. If it was the birth of Jesus, we would have been one with you. But now, you know, Christ was not born. Like, pass it on, pass it on, in all innocence, and the guys were entertainment. Wa'atulullahwana and alhamdulillah. Uh, before the chairman put the question to me, I prefer my children to stand up and put the question. Those people will be given the first question. I tell you why. You have to acquire the ability to stand up and speak. Because I have found in the Malaysian hall here in London, they invited me to deliver a lecture. At the end of the lecture, question time, no question, only from Christian. They stood up and asked questions. The Malay Muslim, no question. But when they said, now you can put it in writing, there was a flood. There was a flood of things. <laughs> yes. Why? Now you remain like that, like those creatures. Stand up and speak, man. Make a fool of yourself in public. One day, inshallah, you'll be able to do a better job. Stand up and put this tough question. My sisters, I don't mind descending notes, but you people, come on, get up and ask questions. Acquire an ability. Inshallah, we're going to get used to old wine, inshallah. We will start away, we start straight away the questions and the answers. So, inshallah, I'll wait for some questions from the sisters to come on papers. I'll, I'll put these here now. So, inshallah, I'll try to 
make some sort of balance between one Christian from the brothers and from this sister. So, inshallah, who would like to ask Christian? Yes, yeah. Uh, how can we speak to the atheists who don't believe in any book or who? Who, who do not like, uh, consider our holy book Quran or saying it's silly? I will repeat that question in case people at the back might not have heard my son there. How do we speak to the angels? When the guy doesn't believe in God, he doesn't any book, nothing, how do you speak to him? Well, you know, to me it's very easy. And I can tell you it's also very easy. He is the best customer. The atheist, the agnostic, is a better customer than the Hindu, the Jew, or the Christian. You know, actually, from the religious point of view, a person who says he doesn't believe in God, we say he's a kafir. And he's supposed to be the furthest, furthest away from us. But in modern times, when a the fellow tells you he's an atheist or he's an agnostic, I say he's the best customer. I will tell you why. You see, I, I discovered this in the Holy Quran. Allah wants us to find common cause, common grounds between yourself and your recipient of your message. Like, for example, Allah says, Pull, tell her, Ya Allah Kita, O people of the book, Ta'ala, come, Ila Karimatin Salahim, Bainana, or Bainakum, that we come to common terms as between us and you. Let us get onto a common platform. And this is the secret with anybody. In the first instance with the Jews and the Christians, find common cause, common grounds to start off with, from, and with them, Allah says what to start with, so number one, Allah, that we worship none but Allah, because they already believe that they worship in God, they believe in Allah, so like, let's worship the one and only God, and that we associate no partners with him, and that we do not take from among ourselves laws and patrons other than Allah. But if they turn back, tell them that we are Muslims. We have submitted our wills to the will of Allah. Common ground. Find common ground with anybody, everybody. How do you find common ground with atheists? The man says he doesn't believe in God, and you say yes also, I don't believe in God. <laughs> I said yes. What? <laughs> you see, when a man tells me that, that he is an atheist, I don't believe in God, I say congratulations. If you tell me, if I ask you, what are you? You say I'm a Muslim. No congratulations. You know why? Because your father was a Muslim, your mother was a Muslim. This young fellow, he says he's a Christian. No congratulations to him. Because his father was a Christian, his mother was a Christian. You see? But when the guy says he's an atheist, I say congratulations. Why? Because he's been thinking. How did he reach the stage to say there is no God? His background. Where does he come from? He comes from his background, his Christianity, his Bible, his book. And he's been reading the book, he's heard from his environment the concept of God. In the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, he has been reading, but he's been told, he has heard in Sunday school that God Almighty made Adam and Eve, and he put them in the garden with instructions, eat of the plentiful things here, herein, except the tree in the midst of the garden. That tree, that fruit, thou shalt not eat, because the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And shaitan, the devil, makes his face into them, tempted them, and they act 
And when they act according to the Bible, they were eating from the tree of knowledge. So, knowledge came to them, they realized that they were naked. Prior to that, they were in a state of felicity. In a sense, they didn't know that they were naked. Now they started plucking leaves, putting it on themselves, since the Bible. And Adam heard the footsteps of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, in the evening period, he hears footsteps. Not the earth must be shaking. This mighty king Kong. You know, billions and billions of times bigger than man walking in the garden, Adam was the footsteps, so he hides himself away in the bushes. So God comes and stands. Only reading the Bible, his Bible, which he has been reading. Which had brought him to this atheism. How did he come there? I'm showing you how he came there. I know, his background. So, God comes and stands where Adam was a few seconds before, and he shouts, Adam, Adam, where are thou? Poor God, he didn't know where Adam was. <laughs> or maybe he was playing hide and seek. <laughs> you know, I play with my grandson. My grandson, little fellow, about two and a half year old. When I go home, he's there, and I shout, Raise, raise, that's his name. Raise to Gache, where are you? And he's laughing. <laughs> Grandpa can't see. Thank <laughs> 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 you, and the son also, you know, he wants to have a little change. <laughs> the monotony of being alone. <laughs> so, so Adam, Adam, where are thou? So Adam peeps through the bushes. And sheepishly, sheepishly. He said, if you behave like that, you have been a mischief. You must have done something wrong. Why do you behave like that? So Adam says, it is not me. It is the woman that I gave us to me. She made me lead. In other words, if you didn't give me the woman, I would be in trouble. But you have to be played. Why did you give me the woman? It's the woman that God gave us to me, she made me. And the woman is the serpent that you buy with me. Passing the buck. You know, the oldest game in the world. How oh, many you did this? You have no prediction of God. He's an anthropomorphic God, a God of the own pattern. Then further down, you read about the Musa Salam, Moses. He says, Oh Lord, I want to see you. In the Quran, Allah says, Lantarani, you shall never see me. In the Bible, he persisted. He said, I love you so much, I will see you. You know, show yourself to me. So Allah writes that he's in the Musa in the Bible. He said, All right. You know, as I'll put you between two rocks, big rocks, and in the opening he puts his hand. And he turns his back and he takes away his hand. And Moses saw the back of God, his backside. As the friend was before, he might have been before. So he shows him his backside. And God has got a backside, he's got a front side. You know? If you've got a backside, then you've got a front side. If you've got a front side and a back side, you've got a top side and a bottom side. You know? Reason, logic, human logic, reasons. If you are a top side and a bottom side, then you are located somewhere. If you are located somewhere, I have a right to demand when you can see him. And if I don't see him, I have a right to deny him. Look, this is logic. Simple reasoning. So Gagarin, the Russian astronaut, when he returned from orbit, you know, he went round and round and round, around, the first guy to go round and round the earth so many times, and he came back, and newspapers of the world carried banner headlines. In my country, especially from one end of the newspaper to the other, he says, Where is your God? Where are your angels? Question mark. Again. He wants to know, Where is your God? 
Where are these angels you're talking about? Millions of them. Where are they? So I drew an attention of the Christian mission. He was visiting me at the time. I said, look what your guy is asking. So he said, he's a fool. Oh, the guy is a fool. I said, no, he's not a fool. You are a fool. <laughs> it is a concept you gave him. You gave him a concept of God that is called Father Christmas. Santa Claus, sitting on some tracks with his dad, with his feet, dancing on the other side of stone. The heaven is the canopy, the loving father in heaven. Millions and millions of times bigger than man, but something like a man. That is the concept you gave him. And angels were beautiful women with wings. Well proportioned, 36, 24, 36. <laughs> well proportioned with wings. And that is the concept you gave him. And today, because he can't see, he denies them. You blame him? No. That person. That Asian, that agnostic has taken the first step in the path of Islam towards Islam. The very first word of the kalima that we have to utter. If you convert somebody, what do you say? Start, how? Salama, ilaha. Don't you start with la? La, you know the first word of the kalima. La, what is la? No, ilaha. God, there's no God. Don't you say that? Can you become a Muslim without that? He's taking the first step. He said, I am. He said that many people say, Allah. That's all. When he said, what Allah? He said that one who walked in the garden, does he believe? He says, no. I'm asking, do you believe in that God who walked in the garden in the midst of the day? Do you believe in him? That there is such a God who plays hide and seek with his creation? Do you believe in a God like that? Do you believe in a God that Moses could see his backside? Do you believe in a God like that? You also say the same thing. What are you saying? You're saying that. So congratulate him. He said, Congratulations. He said, Look, the reason why you're thinking that God like that is that great. You have discovered the truth. He said, These are not Ilaha. Rama is not God. Krishna is not God. Jesus is not God. The one who walked in the garden is not God. He said, La Ilaha. There are no Ilaha. There are no gods. And you start leaving with him. He has taken the first step, my son. Congratulate him. Right. Beauty, whatever you say. <laughs> one, one point the sister is making about the color. There is no color in Islam. Why the reference to white man? There are no white, uh, there are many white Muslims. So this is a commitment to Shinshallah. You, you elaborate on all. You see, I'm an old man of 68. I can't remember all these things in my head. Let me finish it off. <laughs> I think, you see, you must understand my problem. I'm coming from an environment which is color conscious. Everything is color, color, color. South Africa. We are all divided into color. And I don't know in what context I mentioned white. White in the sense that the people feel that they are superior because of the color, the European. In my country, in South Africa, we feel inferior to them. In India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, wherever you are, we subject people to the white man. The white man, the European, he ruled the Indonesians for 300 years. How do you feel? Inferior. A handful of them ruled India for 100 years. A handful of them. We have so many million, 300 million at that time, and a handful of white rulers. How do we feel? So, from that point of view, the guy is a Christian. He's invariably the guy who comes and knocks at your door. In my country, he's not the Negro, not the African, he's not the other Indian, he's not the Catholic, he's the white man, the European. 
And I'm not talking as a racist. I know in the sight of Allah, the only standard given to us in the Holy Quran is Inna Akaranakum in the Allah. Most certainly, the noblest in the sight of Allah is He who is the best in contact. Not black or white, not rich or poor, not European or Asiatic, the best in contact. But you must understand in the context of what we are talking. I'm not saying that no white man can be a Muslim. We have our Muslim brothers and we are happy to have them with us. But I'm not talking in the racial racial Inshallah, I just asked the question that was just to clarify the point of color. So I hope Inshallah it is clear now. So how can a Muslim justify another prophet after Isa salam? Because people would say we believe in Jesus, peace be upon him, but why should we believe in the Rasul Very, very easy to justify. This is what Jesus said. Jesus himself put the words into his mouth in the Holy Quran we are told. But in the Bible, in his own Bible, Jesus says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 16, I have yet many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. How big? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will come in all For he shall not speak from himself, but what things shall be heard, that shall he speak, and he shall declare unto you the things that are to come. He shall glorify me. He's talking about somebody else who's going to come after him, who will guide mankind into all truth. Who is that spirit of truth? They said, the Holy Ghost. I said, now, what did the Holy Ghost teach you in 2000 years? Any church, give me one new thing. I said, you see, in English, when he said, I have yet many things to say, many is more than one. He said, yes. He will guide you to all truth, all is more than one. He said, yes. Now, I want only one. Give me one new thing. And in 40 years, no Christian with the name has been able to produce one. New thing. But Jesus Christ could not have given you in so many different words. Not one. See? I said, look, if we read this, we read this prophecy verse from the Bible with a little emphasis on the pronoun. I said, you will see that Jesus is not speaking about the coast, but they're talking about the Holy Ghost. Listen, Jesus says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. How we? When he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you to all truth. For he shall not speak from himself, but what things shall he hear, that shall he speak, and he shall declare unto you the things that are to come, he shall glorify him. Eight masculine pronouns in one verse. It ill befits a ghost. You agree? The ghost is spiritually. He, 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 he. Talking about a man, a man, a man, a man. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he guided mankind into all truth. Meaning, all your problems, solution to all your problems, he gives you the answers. It might not go down well because you're grouped into a different type of behavior. It's difficult to get out of the group. Group, you know, group. You get the groovy feeling in the group, you know, and the difference between the group and the grave is only death. How much the one is deeper than the other? Grave. In the grave. When you are there, nice, comfortable, groovy feeling. And when you get a guy out of that, he's very uncomfortable. Out of the group. So, 
They are grouping into a certain form of behavior. But answers to your problems, the problem of selfless women, Islam gives you. The problem of alcoholism, Islam gives you the answer. Of gambling, Islam gives you anything. Of racism, Islam gives you the answer. Is my father Buddha aware? He is a spiritual group who guides mankind in all groups. Now, also, get another book from the Islamic Propagation Center International. Birmingham, what the Bible says about Muhammad. Look, you owe it to yourself. Free books, free literature. Get it for yourself. If you want more to send to your homeland, to your motherland, then I hope you try and find out. So look, I want 50 copies to send to Indonesia, or Malaysia, or Bangladesh, to my people. Find out how much does each copy cost. If you send pence each, if you want 100, send a thousand pence. You'll get them, you see? Send them to your country. But for yourself, absolutely free, all literature printed by the Islamic Propagation Center. What you might not be available here at the moment, write to South Africa, and we'll send them down to you for today. Yes, yeah. So that, uh, this is away, actually away from the subject that we talked is just as a matter of since you are from South Africa. Uh, I saw some demonstration in the TV that Muslim brothers were uh, demonstrating and they were holding banners and uh, there were some photos of uh, Imam Khomeini about it. Could you possibly suggesting for me to see why is, uh, is it there? The Muslims in South Africa, we are less than 2% of the population. For every 2 Muslims, there are 98 non-Muslims in South Africa. We are less than 2%. But in the political struggle, more than 20% of the people who make sacrifices with their lives are Muslims. More than 20%. We are less than 2%, but we make more than 20% of the sacrifices. You never heard about Imam Abdullah Harun, he gave his life in prison. Ahmad Habiji gave his life in prison. Ahmad Timur gave his life in prison. Dr. Yusuf Dadu had to flee for his life. Maulana Kachali had to flee for his life. No, you never hear about them. You only about Biko, Biko, Biko. So you think Biko is the man. The Muslims have you know, sacrificed more than 20% than any other people in the country. With regards to Imam Khomeini, there are no Shias in South Africa. They are no Shias. All of the people that I know, they are all Sunnis, whether of the Hanafi school of thought or the Shafi school of thought. Hanafi and Shafi. There were no Malakis, no Hambalis, no Shias. There are only Hanafis and Shafis. Most of the Malays from Malaysia and Indonesia, about half of the population are Shafis, and my people, most of us, are Hanafis from the Indo Pakistan subcontinent. Imam Khomeini has become the hero because in recent times, he is the only Muslim who has been standing up to the big shaitan, America. See, he's the only one who has done it so far. So naturally, you know, the people say, that he's a hero, and put that spirit in the land that we too, you know, we are small as we are, as few as we are, we can also stand up before the government. I think that is the spirit behind Imam Khomeini's program, if you saw any. Posted from sister, one of the sisters, she's saying about the comparison between Trinity and water in its form as water, ice, and steam. What's your comment on that? 
The Christian had given that as an example. We start tackling with everything that the fellow spoke. We would not have been able to deliver our own message, something that get go to the heart of the Christian. So we have to keep away. We start analyzing each and everything that the guy speaks. Then you lost the opportunity of delivering your own message because we are all time bound by time. You speak for so many minutes and out. If you didn't deliver the message, you lost out. So, you see, if we have the time, we can ask the fellow. You say, it is like ice, water and vapor. Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Ice, water and vapor. So, who is ice, who is water and who is vapor? So, we can, you know, our senses might come to the aim. He said, look, vapor and the Holy Ghost. You might say, well, you know, maybe the Holy Ghost is vapor. <laughs> then, who is the water? Is Jesus water? Is he water? Or is he ice? Is the Father ice? What is he? They are most ridiculous. You see, they keep on just as if you know that they have proved the point. But I said, look, the whole thing is taken out of your book. The Bible, the verse and the Trinity, the whole thing is thrown out. So if this was a valid doctrine, if this was a valid doctrine, why should it be taken out of the Bible? In every modern translation of the Bible, the verse on the Trinity, the clearest statement on the Trinity happens to be, in, as I mentioned then, the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verse 7, where it says, For oh, there are three that we record in heaven, the Father, the Word, standing for Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. That's the nearest, closest to the Holy Trinity. That verse is now expunged from all modern translations of the Bible as an interpolation, as a fabrication, as an adulteration. So if this was your valid doctrine, why is it thrown out? Allah tells us, Tell them, tell them, don't say Trinity. Stop it, this is will be better for you. Inna Allah Wahid, for you Allah is one Allah, is not three in one, is not one in three. Is a most nonsensical idea. Jesus Christ never preached it. Of course, it's only it's a subject by itself. I can teach you and explain to you the verses from the Bible where Jesus says that God is one. He is asked by a learned man of the Jews, Master, what commandment is the first of all? And Jesus answers and says unto him in the Hebrew language, Shama Israel Adonai Rahayu Adonai it means here Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. He didn't say three in one. Uh, Actually, uh, during my discussion with some uh, Christians, what I try to do, I try to, to direct them to the Quran. But what I find difficult really is to guide these people to Quran, this stubborn to read this Quran, what, the, what is the secret behind it? Could you please verify that? So the question was that our brother is finding a little difficulty in getting the Christian to approach the Quran. So he wants to know what is the secret, how, how do you do the job. See, in the Holy Quran, Allah Ta'ala describes the Jews and the Christians to us. He says, Kuntum khaira ummatin nas, that you Muslims are the best of people evolved for mankind. 
Tahmuruna bil ma'ruf wa tanhauna anil munkar Because you enjoy what is right and you forget what is wrong Wa tu'minuna billah and you believe in Allah That's half the verse The continuation is Wa lau amana ahlul kitabi lakana khairan lahum But if the people of the book Meaning the Jews and the Christians If they hearken to this message It will be better for them In other words it will be better for you Minhumul mu'minuna Among them there are good people Mu'mins I do not want to give credit to them that they are mu'mins among them There are hardly any mu'mins among us We are Muslims In this city we have submitted But Islam has not really entered our hearts But Allah says Minhumul mu'minuna Among them, among the Jews and the Christians There are mu'mins but the majority of them are perverted transgressors. So you have been coming across perverted transgressors. Now, there are ways. Allah is telling you that there is one group who is a moment, and there are others that perverted transgressors. So you have to treat them differently. But we assume that we are treating the moment. Anytime you come across a man, we have to treat him as a moment. That should be the Muslim attitude. And to the moment, this is the way. I'm going to choose on the Christian. And tell the Father. So you know we believe in Jesus. Tell him now like this. That we believe in Jesus. So what? So what? He's thinking that you can take a little with him. You want something nice from him. Maybe a chocolate or a cigarette you want something. So you believe in Jesus. He's one of the mightiest messengers of God. We believe he's the Messiah. We believe in his miraculous birth, which many many modern day Christians don't believe today. The old people they don't believe that he was born miraculously. We believe that he gave back to the dead by God's permission. He knew he was born blind and the lepers by God's permission. We believe in all that. He's shocked. He's thinking that you're trying to carry favor with him. That you scratch his back, he'll scratch your back. You say a few good words about his Jesus, he might say a few good words about our Muhammad. That's what he's thinking. So he says, you know what my book says? No, but the book, the Quran. Where? Surah Ali Imran, the book of Jesus. Starting with chapter 3, verse 42. Start. Start. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Such an honor is not to be found given to Mary, the mother of Jesus, even the Christian Bible. to pronounce Allah's words because His words carry an impact, a power which no words can be produced. Allow Him to do the talking and He is talking Himself. Allah, let Him do the talking. Let Him be your advocate. And see the response. Good person. See how He responds. How she responds. You see. The power that transgressor. Ah, He's announced by Him in a mockery of it. You know now, He is not the type. So you take out the stick, the big stick. I'll give you the stick. 
You see what they call the third degree? You know the third degree? In black belt, you call the, what is the black belt? Is it? You give me the third degree. He say, Udu Chau Baila, the 14th time. You know? He says, what? Because my book is the Bible of God's world. The God that never wore. These are all the animals now to fight the other people. You see? So now it depends on the customer. You're meeting the professional. The professional will come to your door. He is not there to listen to you. He will push things down your throat. So with that, wait, 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 wait. Look at the Bible. This is about Buddha and God. What do you want me to do? Really, he wants you to leave the Quran and take the Bible. He wants you to exchange the Quran for the Bible. Throw the Quran away. The Bible is good for Buddha. See, you see? Let's have a look. Let me take my book. And I tell you, these verses marked in red. And you know why you mark it in red. These verses you mark it in green. Then you know why you mark it in green. These verses you mark it in yellow. You know why you mark it in yellow. So it becomes a color to the Bible. Get one free from the Christian. But you must get my book. And you mark it as I instruct you. Then you have a Bible color coded for you. He says, you know, this is the book of God. He says, yes. He says, you know, please open up Genesis chapter 19. Any moment. Verse 30 on with read. Daughter is prohibited with the father's night after night. She says, Luther is a daughter. Because the daughter is going to tell the father's seed. Huh? Word of God? What a noble idea. Daughters want to collect the father's seed that they may carry on the name of the father. Luther is a man. You need to cause this with his own daughters night after night according to the Holy Bible. Holy Bible. And both the daughters of Lord will be child by the father. And the first one gave birth to the son, and she called his name Amon, and the other one she called him Moab, and Amon the Lord the Ammonites and the Moabites. And God, God loved so much that when the Bani Israel they came out of Egypt, they were told to kill the Philistines, men, women, and children. Kill them all, even sucklings are not to be spent, even donkeys they killed. But the children of the Moabites and the Ammonites you must not touch. Because the children of God, father and daughter, have been to God. That offspring, you mustn't touch them. He loved them so much. Holy. Chapter 35, verse 22. Reuben, the son of Yaakov, he has, he prophesies with his mother on the roof, that the whole of Israel can see what's going on on the roof with his mother. Then, Genesis chapter 38. Judah, the father of the Jewish race, he goes and bargains with his daughter in law and he makes her pregnant on the roadside. The filthiest, dirtiest, religious book on earth. Short Bernard Short, he said, Keep it as a rock and cheek. Two windows for your children who are existing. But of course, you're not a child. You can have it. <laughs> so, hey, that's a third degree, you know? He said, Just give it to him. That Hadis, he needs it. He deserves it. You start with the approach I'm telling you, the Quran, Israel, you start making a mockery of Islam, of the Prophet, and it's about Khomeini and Iraq, and Iran works. And they start talking like that, so what do you want? You want me to give this book and take yours? Let's have a look what are you offer. Then ask him to open the book. There are four different types of incest in the first book of the Bible. As it is a textbook, if you want to commit incest, there are four different ways you can commit incest. You know what's incest? You know what is incest? How do you all know what is incest? You know what is incest? Huh? Yes. You see, yes. when you prohibit somebody else's wife or daughter, it is adultery. But when you do it with your own mother, when you do it with your daughter, when you do it with your own daughter-in-law, when you do it with your sister, that is called incest. 
Okay? Yeah. Now you know, there are four different types of incest in the first book of the Bible alone. And this is a textbook. Or do you want to commit incest? Four different ways you can do it. That is the book, the Bible. But we don't stand with that. It's past it. All humility, Talking about the Kafir, the Bushis of Makkah, 1400 years ago. 
I'm talking about the modern man. These prejudices are left. These prejudices against religion because of all superstitions. So, we know, congratulate him, psychology, psychology, come, come man, I'm one with you. I also don't believe in a God who walked in the garden. I don't believe in a God that Moses put his backside. I don't believe in a God that was born of a woman, that a woman carried him for nine months. So, I'm one with you. What is this God? I'm talking to him, explaining to him. Show him what Allah says, how he speaks in the Quran. He doesn't speak like that at all. He's not talking dogmatically, he's reasoning with you. So how can you not believe in Allah? Seeing that you were non-existent, you were dead, you were non-existent, and He brought you to life, and He will cause you to die, and He will bring you back to life again, and to Him will be your return. There was a time when there was no existence. This earth was a modern mass. No life ever, ever existed here. Millions of years ago, no life, nothing. And over the years, 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 according to you, according to the scientists, they start cooling and cooling. And after billions of years, years, life originated in the sea. He says, after billions of years, protoplasm, you know. Amoeba, whatever, life started in the sea, in the water, in the ocean. That's what the Quran is telling you. Aifata kuruna billah. Avalam yaralazina kafaru, sedunot the unbelievers see, the atheism agnostic sun they see. Avalam yaralazina kafaru, anna samawati wal arda, kana tagatkan, that the heavens and the earth be joined together as one unit of creation, fafatakna huma, and he split them asunder, wajahalna minal ma'i kulla shayin, hai, and he is made from water every living thing, afalad yuminun, will you then not believe who? The Arabs? The Badoons? No! He is talking to you, the modern man, the man of science, man of learning, who says life originated in the sea, and yet he says there is no God. You talk to him, where did this man get this from? That life originated in the water. You don't need interpretation. So, and it's made from water every living thing. Afalaju, will you then not believe? Talk to Jesus. Inshallah, you'll make a better headway with the atheists and the agnostics than the Christians and the uh, Jews. Yes, yeah. Between the Christian sects, there are a thousand different sects and denominations among the Christians. A thousand. You want to know them all? <laughs> no, you don't need. You don't need. You don't need to know all this. Waste of time. The bulk of Christendom believes in the Bible as the Word of God. 
Take the Bible away from you. Meaning, showing that this is not. If you come to an argument, that is not the word of God. Whoever comes to Jehovah's Witness, same Bible. See that variation in time of translation, don't worry. It basically is the same Bible. What I told you about the four types of incest in the first book is in the Jehovah's Witness Bible, is in the Roman Catholic version of the Bible, it is in the authorized, authorized King James version of the Bible. Every Bible in the world has it. This is pornography, the highest form of pornography. Ezekiel chapter 23. I can't quote it because my children, my daughters are here. Others have been quoted. It's banned in South Africa. They are banned verses of the Bible, not knowing that this was a Bible. Somebody sent a pamphlet with those verses from the Bible. Filthy, dirty thing. No decent man can read this to his mother, his sister, his daughter, or even his fiance if she's a good woman. You can't read it. Filthy, dirty book. So, a, a newfound sister of ours, a white lady, I'm not a racist, a white girl, she carries some weight in my family. She's a white person, right? She with a white name. In the white area coming from there, carries more weight. She sent it to the censorship board that this thing here is horrible. You must do something about it, or you're going to take matters in your own hands. So, the censorship board shows us a look, wait a minute, we will do something, and within two weeks, the family is all those verses. And every verse is word for word from the Holy Bible. Filthy, dirty book that the Christians themselves abandoned in South Africa. So, this is it. Every book. You don't have to go into details about the Roman Catholics and the Protestants. There are the difference between the two, the Protestant world, whether it's a Methodist, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Church of England. The difference between them and the Roman Catholics is the difference between Tweedledum and Tweedledee. You heard that? Tweedledum and Tweedledee? You know when you were little children, you were listening to that? Tweedledum and Tweedledee. You know the guy who fell from the... There's some, some poet, poet. You know that there's many different. They are the same. They are like two brothers. So one from here and one from the floor, last. Yeah, just, so this is just sent, I'll, I'll, I'll just summarize what's written in there. One of the churchmen complained because there was a Christmas card showing naked Virgin Mary in bed with Archangel Gabriel. The card shows Angel Gabriel asking Mary, what time did you say Joseph gets back from his work? And the company refused to withdraw because from the market. So it's just showing you how those people are making fun from the religion, even to that extent. Um, the question from the sister's side was about the reaction of Christians to your talks about Islam and about Christianity and is the Pope going to meet you as he promised? <laughs> <laughs> the reactions are always the same. There are people among the people of the Book of Jews and the Christians who hear your point of view and they appreciate it. And there is a person among them, you'll find that he is exactly as the Quran says, perverted transgressor. I'm just telling you, these are the two types of people you will find them all the time. There is a good type of fellow, you know, sensible fellow. No, I can see your point of view. I can see your point of view. I can see your point of view. And there is another, now what you do, you can bring the moon down and put it in his hands, it won't work. So, this is a natural thing, but now for us is you go out and deliver the message. 
It is not for you to know what fruits you're going to get, what results. But Allah says, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَمْ زَكِّرْ So you, you deliver the message because it is your duty to deliver the message. لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُسَيْتِرْ Allah says that you will not be questioned regarding them إِلَّا مُنْ تَوَلَّا وَقَفَرْ Why they accepted or why they didn't accept, Allah won't ask you. He will only ask you, did you deliver the message? That's all. That's your job. You do your job. It's not for you to reason why. It is for you just to do or die. That's your job. Go out and do the job. Fruits leaves Allah. Yusuf Ali, in one of his commentaries, poetic commentaries, he says, Sir, fight the good fight. You know, put up a good shot. But dispute not about the prize. What you're going to get. That is for God to give. So men of faith, act and obey. Men of faith, you people who believe, act and obey. It is nobler to fight for truth than to see good decay. So if you are in faith, God will give the mind and the resources to conquer. He will give you the mind and the resources to conquer. They will fight with no thought of ever turning back. With that mentality, when you go forward, the victory should come. So the victory should be ascribed to God, not men. Go out and do the job. Put up a good fight. Put up a good struggle. Don't worry about the prize. Also, the possibility about the meeting with the Pope. This is holding with the Pope. You see, he has been going out to Muslim countries. And when he went to Turkey, his holiness, the Pope, he said, we must have a dialogue with the Muslims. When he went to Nigeria, he said, we must have a dialogue with the Muslims. When he went to Kenya, he said, we must have a dialogue with the Muslims. Who is this we? We. We. The Roman Catholic Church. What is the dialogue? Dialogue is a two-way process. Is that what he means? No. Actually, he's telling his people, go and convert the Muslims. They are already prepared to receive that message. Who are the Muslims? Look, the Muslim is the nearest to the Christian. You don't have to convince a Muslim that Jesus is the Christ. You don't have to convince a Muslim that he was born miraculously. You don't have to convince a Muslim that he gave you life to the dead by God's permission and he gave you born blind on the level by God's permission. He believes without any proof required. What he needs is a gentle push. Christianizing. Show him that Christ died for his sins. That is all. So he is prepared from the Christian point of view. From the Islamic point of view, we say Allah says the Jews and the Christians are prepared to receive this message. Now they are telling because you didn't do the job, they are saying now that the Muslim is prepared to receive our message. So dialogue, not dialogue, is telling people don't convert them. When you use the word convert, we are going to react. When you see this guy coming with his dog color into your home Sunday morning, Sarah is coming to steal our children. Get rid of him somehow. Get him out of the way. And if he comes along, he says, I can have a dialogue with you. He is going to the Pope, tells us we must talk with you. Have a dialogue with you. You can't say no. Because Allah tells us to have a dialogue with him. Have a dialogue with him. Allah tells you to have a dialogue with him. And if he's talking about dialogue, you can't say no. But you become our second guest. Because you're not equipped. You're not trained for that. Our learned men are not trained for that. That is what he's telling me. So I lose the game. Because I'm in the game. So I write to him, I said, Your Holiness, you are free for a dialogue, I'm prepared to come along and have a dialogue with you. In St. Peter's in Rome, it's a huge place, I saw it. I said, I'm prepared to come over any time that suits you. Time and day, tell me, I will come. We don't give you trouble to come to Africa, to the land of apartheid. No, no, you will come to your door at your convenience. No reply. 
So I send him another letter. No reply. I send him a telegram. No reply. I send him another telegram. So she replies, he's prepared to receive me in the secretariat in private. Now this is not a matter between Ahmadidat and the Pope. It's a matter between Islam and Christianity. The world must know what's going on. So we write back to him, we say, how big is your secretariat? Because there are three plain loads of young men, they want to charter plane from South Africa, from Durban, Johannesburg and Cape Town, they want to come for the dialogue. My brother in, in, in the UK, they want to come, my brother in the Amiras, they want to come. I said, how big is your secretariat? No reply. Send another letter, no reply. You send a telegram, no reply. How big is your secretariat? The TV networks and the world want to cover it. The news media and the world want to cover it. How is it the secretariat? No reply. So Al-Zahabaritala, he sends me, he makes somebody to send me a letter with a picture of the Pope. I don't know whether you've seen it. You know, playing hide and seek. Is it that? Yeah. Is it So that's the answer. You see, Al-Zahabaritala doesn't send Jibreel anymore. Jibreel is retired. You know Jibreel doesn't come anymore. If somebody tells you he watches, you need a psychiatrist for <laughs> He's retired, he's done his job. So Allah Palitara still who is good. He's still good. He's not going to sleep. He's accumulating people. Somebody sent me the picture. I said, right, that's a message. He's playing hide and seek. So I bring a pot a million of that. He's going to play hide and seek with Muslim. That's a problem. So Brothers, I know that many of you would like to ask questions, and many sisters have sent questions. But I'm afraid we have to take into consideration that Brother Ahmed did give Jum'ah prayer kutbah today in Birmingham, and he travels straight away to come here to us, to Dhabi, to give us this lecture and to answer our questions. So I suppose you understand that he's tired, although he's willing to answer all your questions. So inshallah, we would like to thank him very much for the effort he did. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him the help and the effort and give him for us to work, inshallah, for his land. So inshallah, we close this session.